Welcome to Work Is Good, a CSM podcast. My name is Landon Buto, and I host the show with my dad, Chris Buto, the owner and president at CSM. Today's conversation is with Jacob Turner, who is a real estate broker with Fay Ranches. And I really enjoyed this conversation for two reasons, both because Jacob has a great story and it was just fun to hear his story, and because it was a great testimony to the importance of understanding the details of your trade and really honing your craft, being able to bring value to people through excellence and having a deep knowledge in a specific area. So we'll get to it, uh, but I encourage you to take that away from this episode, just the importance of honing your craft and having deep knowledge of it. As a quick reminder, if you want to work with us at CSM to help you get a mortgage, go to clevelandstreet.com and please enjoy this week's episode. Well, Jacob, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to talk with you. I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off with just kind of a brief introduction uh, of who you are, um, how I found you, and and what you're doing right now. Awesome. Well, thank you, Landon. I'm excited to have a chat with you, and, and I'm thankful you invited me onto the podcast. So yeah. um, a little bit about me is that I, I grew up here in eastern Washington. Um, I grew up on farms and ranches and and around this area working on farms and ranches mostly and then as a kid we raised um raised pigs and had a few horses and had some property but um i really credit kind of my work ethic and my drive as a business owner to um my dad was raised on a dairy farm and so he he was raised with that background in the small town work ethic and so um i believe that he helped instill that into me and and sure. my family. So, but anyways, after after school, I went to um, college at WSU and graduated in 2011, and was actually married before I got done with college. And so that helped me get through the college world. <laughs> was, um, That's great. And uh, so, anyways, after after graduating from WSU, I got a awesome job over on the coast um, out in forks and work down for the Quillute tribe down in La Push, actually. So right on the coast of the ocean, I could actually walk about a hundred yards from my office and get to walk on the beach Man. for lunch or whatever. So um, I was managing a fishery for the Quillute tribe and uh, basically got to play with Chinook and Coho and Steelhead and some of the biggest uh, native and hatchery fish that people pay a lot of money to go fishing for um, yeah. a couple times so a year. And I, did you study? I was out there that yep. in, in college is that what what kind of got you there <laughs> coincidentally no i actually only took one or two fisheries courses in all of college and my last semester of college i applied for about 40 different jobs most of them very entry-level jobs and i was blessed to uh get this job most of my, most of the jobs i applied for were in montana idaho wyoming not in Washington. I kind of wanted to move out of Washington sure. and I was I was very blessed to uh, receive this job offer for an awesome job. And I thought about it for a minute because I did not want to be on the coast of Washington, being an eastern Washington small town boy. The coast was not really what I wanted to do. So sure. I drove the nine and a half hours. I drove over to Forks for my interview for that job and got a feel for that community. And it's it's a rural community, just like what I was used to growing up in. Mm -hmm. So I knew that it wouldn't be a huge transition and I wouldn't be stuck in a traffic jam every morning like I thought I would be if I yep. was going to be work working on the coast. So, yeah. Um, so I did that job for about four and a half years and had an opportunity to come back home to Northeast Washington and work for the Spokane tribe and manage their wildlife habitat. 
which is what I went um, to college for. So mm-hmm. I came back in 2016 and worked as the habitat manager for the mitigation program for the Spokane tribe. And so I basically focused on wildlife habitat for deer and elk mostly. Um, obviously, we included a lot of other species in what we were focused on, but for the tribe, deer and elk are um, a main focus of the tribal diet. And so that was a huge priority for the tribe was focusing on those species and improving habitat for those species. Mm. So that's neat. Um, after, after a few few years in that job, I saw the opportunity to start a side business and do some wildlife consulting for private landowners in this region. And so there was um, a lot of people that, whether they were from the west side of the state or from the Spokane or Tri-Cities area, that had hunting properties up in this neck of the woods, but yet they didn't live here. They would just come here for during the summertime or in the fall time to hunt or just camp on or recreate on. And so I saw that need. And even for people that live here year round in this area, they sometimes want help with their wildlife habitat and improving it to attract more deer, more elk or more turkeys or whatever they happen to be targeting. And it's a pretty big thing in the Midwest and the Southeast, but I didn't see in all of my research, I didn't see a lot of them up here for private landowners. There's a few, the state has two for the whole state, the um, Department of Fish and Wildlife and the DNR has a couple, but um, as far as private business, wildlife landowners, I wasn't finding any. So I thought, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And I had two or three clients that first year and and now I have five or six that I regularly manage their properties for wildlife habitat. And I um, focus on that. But uh, so I was doing that on the side, mostly on nights and on weekends. And when I could, basically, while I was still working that job for the Spokane tribe. And uh, so now I've owned that business for about six years now, um, well, about five, five and a half, somewhere in there. But a couple years um, so re- on a regular basis, I manage five or six clients that I do a lot of the work on their property, but okay. then each, each year I have four five, six more clients that just want me to come do the consulting aspect of, Hey, what am I missing? What do I need? Sure. Um, you know, what's my land look like? I want to attract more deer or I want to, you know, whatever it happens to be. And so each year I, I do a lot more of those consulting, um, type yeah. of clients Can and you don't necessarily paint a little bit more of a picture for me because I'm, you know, in the city so far removed from sure. that world. Um, what, like, what are the objectives that those landowners have that, th- that you're helping them fulfill? So it depends on the area or the, or the region of where they might be, but a lot of guys, I would say the biggest one is deer or turkey because that's the most common wildlife in this area. Some guys are you know, typically wanting to grow bigger bucks or attract more bucks to their property, or maybe because they have, they, they are hunting business. They, they, people pay to come hunt on their land, basically. Um, not necessarily. They might just like to hunt themselves, or maybe okay. they have kids that like to hunt. And so, um, so that's kind of their goal is they, they want more deer so that they can harvest more deer or bigger yeah. deer or what have you. So yeah, it's usually, it's usually for the hunting aspect. I have had a few clients that don't hunt, 
that just want to have more wildlife on their property sure. and what's what's a way that we can attract more songbirds or more turkeys because <laughs> we love to see the turkeys and yeah. um, things like things like that so yeah it kind of varies based on the area but some people That's are cool. wanting to see more elk in their backyard or things yeah. like that so yeah. cool. but the last uh the last few steps so after um starting my wildlife consulting business i uh couple years after that, I noticed the ability that I could incorporate real estate into my consulting business and help people buy and sell hunting properties and recreation mm -hmm. properties. So I started looking into that and what it would take to get my real estate license. And then COVID came around and everybody was forced to work from home and, and uh, our, our field work took a significant hit and we weren't out in the field as much for my daily job. And so since I was stuck at home anyways, I thought, you know what, I'm going to look into this real estate thing. And, and I busted out all of my education requirements and got, ended up getting my real estate license during COVID and uh, started working more. I kind of slowly became known as the guy that likes to do land up in this northeast, yeah. um, northeastern Washington section. And so whether yeah. whether it's timber properties or hunting properties or recreation or farms and ranches, a lot of people knew that I like to work with land and that's kind of my specialty. Mm. And uh, after having my license for a few years, I was approached by Fay Ranches to, uh, and I had known who Fay Ranches was because, like you, I had seen some of these ranches and farms that they have listed on the market and online, and uh, so I definitely knew the name. And when yeah. I was when I was reached out to by them and told that my, you know, my specialty and my background in land management would be a pretty good fit. I kind of knew it was a no-brainer, but I, mm. I definitely do my did my due diligence and uh, researched, you know, what they were all about and a lot of more of the details about Fay Ranches. Yeah. And the more I read about it and the more I learned about Fay Ranches, the more I, I liked that opportunity. Yeah. And uh, they just have very strong core values and uh, their desire to keep land in land is something that very much appeals to me being a small town boy that I don't, I'm not uh, necessarily into selling townhouses in Spokane or Colville or sure. things like that, but I'm also not necessarily into big developments. I don't want to, you know, break up a 40 acre piece into a whole bunch of one acre or five acre pieces for a huge development. That's not really my cup of tea or what I'm in real estate for. And sure. so, um, so, so before that, before you joined Faye, were you just mo like residential, just helping people find properties they they like, just tended to be bigger properties or somewhat business yeah. related, maybe? Right. So just like most any uh, job, you know, I was kind of taking taking business where I could get it, kind of thing, to get my feet right. wet, to get experience in the real estate world. But I was focusing mostly on land. Um, I mean, I, I'm proud to say that I didn't, in my uh, few years prior to Fay, I didn't sell anything that was under 15 acres necessarily. Um, and so wow. it, everything that I sold was either 15 and up to 1,000 acres was my um, largest sale. And so it wasn't really a bunch of, like I said, townhouses and things like yeah. that. that yeah. um, I think the people that read my bio and the people that came to me or that I came to them it was because that I like to work with land and because of my background with wildlife and things yeah. like that. So that's great. That's cool. And so you're, you're at Faye right now, 
and still doing consulting? Still doing consulting. So I, I was able to um, step away from my day job with the Spokane Tribe in September of 2021. And so it's been about a year and a half now that I've been focusing solely on the consulting and my um, real estate career. And so, yeah, the consulting, like I mentioned, there's some clients that I do a lot of on the ground work. I plant food plots, I plant fruit trees, I thin timber, I spray weeds, anything that has to do with wildlife habitat. Yeah. Um, I, I do a lot of that. However, I'm, I'm getting so busy with the real estate aspect and the, the straight consulting aspect of it right. that I'm starting to cut back on a lot of those other duties yeah. that, that I was doing prior to this. And so now I'm focusing more on just the food plots and just the consulting aspect of it and not really doing as much timber thinning and things like that. I have a lot of other foresters and timber consultants that I can rely on that I can call up if if a client needs that, then I can refer that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's neat. It's cool to hear how it's how it's, you know, it's been a common interest the whole time, but um kind of morphed into something where you love the rules and the and the the actual function of what you're doing there that's great so um yeah i wanted to ask you and, and get into a little bit of you know why why you caught Fay ranch's attention um and how you've been able to contribute there in terms of your knowledge of really the, the details of what you're doing. You know, obviously being in real estate is, as as you talked about, it's about, you know, drawing people, it's about drawing the right people and, and developing business. And that's just kind of on the macro level. Uh, but then the reason you've been able to do that so well, at least in part, is because you're really familiar with the micro level of what you're doing. You have a deep knowledge of the land and things like that. Um, so I want to get your sense of, you know, just the importance of, at least for you and someone who may be in a similar situation, of the importance of focusing on the details um, and how you've balanced that between the the bigger, you know, business development as well. What does that look like for you? Right. So after I got into the real estate world, um, I was really surprised when I first, you know, started really looking into a lot of listings and I had some buyers, you know, that was looking for whatever it might be, 20 or 40 acres or something to hunt on or whatever. And as I started looking into more listings, one of the biggest things that surprised me right off the get-go is a lot of these land listings that only had, you know, photos from the road or something like that. And as he got to looking at maps and as he got to looking at the property itself, you might find out there's a pond or there's a stream running through it or, you know, this beautiful meadow in the middle of it or something. Mm -hmm. And there's no pictures of that whatsoever mm -hmm. in the marketing. And it just blew me away. It's like, what? Yeah. They are doing a huge injustice by not <laughs> marketing. Yeah, there's these a ton of value in those things. Exactly. Big time. And so, um, that was a big eye opener for me. And that's just some of the things that, that I like to pay attention to. I mean, whether it's the topography, the, the water, is there ponds and streams or springs or, um, things like that? What, what types of, of tree species are on your property? You know, where's the value in that? Is there, um, 
valuable species? Is there, you know, really young, just reprod species that aren't going to be worth anything for quite a while? Um, you know, are the, are the types of trees and grasses and shrubs that are on your property desirable for wild, wildlife? Are they not? Um, things like that, that, that uh, really add value, like you're saying, to, to a property, whether right. it's for wildlife, whether it's for farming and ranching, are your soils good? Um, I mean, a soils test is super cheap and a very easy thing to have on hand when you're marketing a property because, I mean, farmers, they want to know, is that good soil or not? It might not have been in a crop for the last 30 or 40 years. Maybe it was previously, but the last few owners haven't had crops in there. But this soil is actually really good. You could still put a, a wheat field or, a you know, maybe plant alfalfa in there or whatever you might want to. So, yeah. A lot of those little details, whether it's soil, whether it's grass, timber, water, um, there's so much value in in knowing the details of of those aspects of it. It's not just, hey, here's here's a chunk of 40 acres. Yeah. yeah. Here's how much it is. Do you want it or not? Kind of thing. There's yeah. There's a lot of details in there that add so much value to a piece of property. And have you found in communicating those to? Are, are you working with both sellers and buyers? Like yeah, that. so that was a big shift actually when I came on with Faye is that previously most of my business was with buyers. They they were calling me looking for a hunting property or looking for a place they could take their family and go camping or whatever. Right. Um but with Faye, right, especially right now because the winter time is a great time to get listings and be ready for the springtime to roll around when everybody's going out looking for property. And so yeah, with Faye right now, that's been 90% of my business right now is acquiring listings and and uh, and getting listings active and ready for the springtime and that's been a huge push these last couple months for me is is marketing and and doing some outreach and I've went to the Spokane Ag Expo a couple of weeks ago and in the in two weeks I'm going to the Spokane Bighorn Show and so those are both okay um, really good outreach events that uh, yeah. I can do, do a lot of marketing and and talk to a lot of people about so yeah so have you have you found that you know communicating that to your those details to your buyers and sellers where are where do they tend to be on their expectations of do the details matter to them um can they get overboarded or is it just like you can always add more value by by getting into the weeds with them yeah, it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse, or it has been, because uh, I, I feel like both in my in the consulting world and the real estate world is going out and looking at somebody's property. Um, I have the ability to show them, you know, what they have, and also help them to see what they might be missing on their property. Um, you know, whether it's hey, you could really have a lot more value if we get this timber thinned or think something like that to make your health, your forest a lot more healthy and more desirable and, and all around for right. uh, marketing, things like that, but also in, in the consulting world as well. And so seeing some of those things, or maybe, you know, somebody says, Hey, I see that land's going for whatever it might be 2000 an acre in my neck of the woods. Is that what my property's worth? And then maybe I come and walk it with them and say, hey, you actually have, you know, a couple ponds or you have a stream running right through it and some timber. Your yeah. property's probably worth a little more than what the rest of what these others are going for. 
Hmm. Or maybe it's worth a little less. Maybe you don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. And some of these others that you're looking at do have it. And so yeah. being able to see that some, you know, some people are great and they know what they have and they, and, uh, and so it just helps to kind of open their eyes. But when I said it's a blessing and a curse, um, I've had a couple of times where, you know, people are, people say, Hey, what do I have here? I go and, and walk it with them and take a look and, you know, you have this, this, and this, you might actually be worth a little more. And then they want to maybe jump the listing price way higher than what it should be because <laughs> now they know they have a little he more told me. Yeah. in their pocket. But, uh, so yeah, it could be a blessing, could be a curse, but, uh, it's, it's also fun to just, I love just walking property in general, whether it's for consulting or real estate, I just love seeing different, different aspects of different properties and sure, it's, it's pretty fun part of the job. Yeah. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, I want to get uh, to kind of two, I think, more generally applicable questions. One is, you know, with your with your knowledge of, of things that's so in-depth beyond the point that m- most people would recognize, I would bet. Um, you know, I've watched my dad, who has just an incredible knowledge of the details of mortgage. And, um, you know, that's such a it's such a broad statement, but there's so many sub elements of that that he has just such an in-depth knowledge of. And then my job has been to market him overall. But part of that is just his his knowledge. Um, have you been able to how, how have you marketed and communicated, you know, the value of that that kind of in-depth knowledge of what you're doing? I think. A big part of it is, I mean, going going to that Ag Expo a couple of weeks ago and going to the Bighorn Show in a couple of weeks, and just being able to have the ability to pick up the phone and call these landowners and just talk to them and communicate with them. I feel like a lot of times, just in the general conversation, that they pick it up pretty quickly. Yeah, different things get brought up, whether it's you know about their timber or their trees or their you know acreage, whatever they might have on their property and just in the conversation i think that you know it comes across that i have a background in that and i know what i'm talking about compared to you know a lot of people in residential real estate or in different aspects of real estate um may or may not and so that's been a that's been a huge help is just having those either face-to-face or phone conversations has been a, a big plus um but also also marketing that that was that was one of the biggest turn-ons with Fay Ranches too is that their marketing is second to none any any uh, letters any um, different things that I wanted to put out there whether it was sending them to landowners whether it was putting out an advertisement on the web or in a newspaper whatever it might be that they we have graphic designers and different people in place at our headquarters that just help put those things together they put them together in a very nice way and saves me a lot of time and energy and effort and uh, helps get the point across for sure. So, yeah, that's great. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense. So those shows, what, the, what are those are, are various, you know, events that, that you've been able to connect with people at, um, what are the, what's the connection process there? Is it just, do you, ha- you don't have a booth there or anything, huh? You're just, you do. Yeah. And what yeah, does that so look I, like? 
Yeah, I've had a booth. Um, so last year I had a booth at the Bighorn Show, not for real estate, but for um, something I didn't mention was I actually started a food plot seed company. And so I That's sell right. food plot seed okay. to landowners as an extension of my consulting business. And so that's what I did at the Bighorn show last year, but I see that same clientele as being a huge um, part of Fay ranches and what they're looking for, for land as well. So I'm going to actually have two different booths this year at the Bighorn show, one for my seed company and one for Fay ranches. But at the ag expo, I had just a Fay ranches booth because that was a lot of farms and ranch farmers and ranchers from across Eastern Washington and Idaho and even Oregon um, that I got to talk to, but it was just a general conversation. I had, you know, flyers and things to hand out and some copies of some of my listings that I have right now had, um, you know, a lot of stuff to kind of catch people's eye that uh, would bring them into the booth. And then I just start, you know, conversing with them about where they're from and um, what they do and, and uh, who they are and that just kind of opened it up into a conversation of of what what kind of land they have whether it's hunting land whether it's timber whether it's like i said mostly farms and ranches at that previous um, event but um so yeah it's it's been a really good outlook to uh be able to get my name out there get my face out there and i've actually made a couple contacts with people that had seen me on the Fay Ranch's website and then when they're walking through and they see the Fay Ranch's booth and and see me there they come over and, and start chatting with me and yeah and uh, yeah it's been a been a really good way to make some contacts and I've kept in touch with quite a few of them over the last couple of weeks that I met at that event so yeah yeah I I like that a lot it makes a lot of sense I mean you can't when you when it, it does come across as something similar to what we're doing where you know you have an in-depth knowledge of of things to the point that people don't really care about at a general level you know like if you just put a video out you know they they have to be looking for it yeah um it's the same kind of thing with you know with what we're doing with what my dad talks about with you know the kind of videos we make you put those out on, on on just general platforms where people aren't searching for them there's not it's it's hard to get a ton of interest um but if you can get if you can just start a conversation then then that's going to come across um and it's obviously been been successful for you that way so that's great yeah i'm going to give you one more question here um what are you continuing to do to refine and improve your knowledge um, when when you do have to continue to focus on the business development right now are you um, are you continuing to focus on improving the knowledge of uh, of those those details like the land management and things like that what does that look like for you yeah the um there's there's kind of a lot of different ways so i'm a i'm a guy that likes to continue to learn so um I had a horse trainer that I've watched quite a bit and had a couple of videos and I went to a couple of trainings of his when I was younger and, and I don't think this quote originated from him, but he liked to use this quote. And so I like to use it and it's, you know, the day you start, um, the day you stop learning is the day you start moving backwards in life. And so, um, I'm actually a coach. I coach high school football and high school basketball as well. And so I use that a lot with my kids and, uh, mm. try and try and encourage them to keep keep learning, keep improving. And, uh, 
So I, I go to a lot of different, um, not just these big ag expo and, and bighorn show, but a lot of different outreach events in, in the local communities as well. And then I also have gotten invited to, I've spoken for the last three or four years now at some local forest landowner, um, symposiums that have classes on anything and everything with with owning forests basically all the way from soils to the trees to the mushrooms to the wildlife to anything and everything that has to do with soils or or, uh, forest and so i've went and spoken at those and i might speak two different classes throughout the day but there's six different class sessions so i can go in and sit on different ones when i'm not speaking and i love to just take those in and I'm, I'm always a big one to ask questions. And so I, yeah. I just love to learn and, and continue to learn. I feel like whenever I, I sit in on classes and things like that, that I, I always take at least, you know, one or two things out of it and you can never, never uh, not learn enough. And so, yeah. um, I think I was telling you that I just got back actually from Arizona to our big, uh, Faye ranches summit that they put on each year. And, and at that, they, they put on classes from anything and everything related to uh, land management and real estate. And so there was, you know, people's from, from the farm and ranch aspect, there was people from the lending and title aspect and the market and uh, all kinds of different things. So that was a huge learning experience there, but I always try and find different educational opportunities going on. Even even with, uh, I've had my pesticide license and been able to spray weeds in the state of Washington for about six years now. And so we have to con- keep up on continuing education. And so going to a lot of those actually, I mean, they're kind of focused around pesticides and, and farming, but they also, there's a lot of different um, farming and ranching topics that are taught at these educational events. And and you get to meet a lot of a lot more people from these rural communities when you're there. And so um, just attending any and every educational opportunity that relates to me, my profession and my region in northeast Washington and north Idaho that is uh, something I always like to pursue and and uh, try and get to. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's it's very evident, you know, uh, people that have that mentality seem to seem to do well and and it's very evident you're you're hungry to continue to learn um so that's really cool it's good to hear one last thing i'll add in here that i i kind of had written down in my notes that i'll yeah, just mention is is that you know as as you know that real estate is the most valuable asset that anybody can own and so um taking care of the especially with land in general, like what I like to specialize in, taking care of the soil, the timber, the water, the grass, and in turn, it will take care of you. And so finding those resources to help you take care of that um, valuable asset is just Mm. such a huge, huge thing to understand if you're a landowner in general, Um, even if it's small acreage or large acreage, always improving that asset is going to pay you back in the long run and so so find those resources to help you to improve that land yeah yeah that's a great point yeah absolutely even yeah like you said small anchorage on a small scale even just with a small property like we're at here um you know just just in terms of effort if you if you are diligent to take care of it um and maintain it well then in the long run 
it's going to be less effort overall and, and less of a pain overall. But then obviously there's a lot of positive return um, beyond that as well. That's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jacob, if if uh, anyone wants to reach out to you in terms of consulting or real estate services, where where can they reach you? So as far as consulting, my business, I don't think I've mentioned, is called Mainbeam Wildlife Consulting. And so my e my email is mainbeamwc at gmail.com. And then my real estate email is just jturner at fayranches.com. And so, yeah, you can reach me at either one of those. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty on top of checking my email. So I'm usually pretty quick at getting back to you. Perfect. Yeah, and I'll put uh, websites in the description as well. So check those out there. Jacob, thanks so much. Really appreciate it, man. Cool. Thank you, Landon. Thanks for listening to Work Is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.